Hello, my fellow terrestrials. Coming to you from an RV deep in the Carolina mountains, welcome to the What If They're Wrong podcast, the podcast that wants you to question everything. Your reality is about to be shattered. Hello and welcome to the What If They're Wrong podcast. We're going to have a great episode here. No interview this week, but I do want to cover this. I've been wanting to cover this for quite some time now. It's going to be the Dietlov Pass incident, the mysteries surrounding it, and I'm going to leave it up for you guys to decide what you want to think about this case. But first, if you could leave a rating and review be highly appreciated. Let's me know you're enjoying the show. Gets us higher on the rankings, keeps things pumping. So if you could drop a five star, would be highly appreciated. So let's get into the Dietlov Pass incident. And the weirdness surrounding it. It's really interesting. It's always interested me. So I wanted to cover it. So we're going to dive into it here. So we'll start in January of 1959. When a group of 10 hikers planned a hiking trip. Through the Ural Mountain in Russia. Igor Dietlov set up this excursion. A large percentage of the hikers were students or alumni from Ural Polytechnical Institute, or UPI. Igor Dietlov and his crew were granted permission for the expedition by UPI. They were given the green light to go do this excursion. So Dietlov and his crew took off on January 23rd. The group set out by train. It was the start of their journey, their last journey, unfortunately. After the train ride, riding in the back of a log truck and skiing, the group finally made it to their destination at the beginning of the Ural Pass. Although part of the way through the trip, there was a student, Yuri Yudin, who got sick. He had a flare-up of sciatica, a nerve pain. And he turned around and headed back home, ended up saving his life. But he's been racked with this incident since it happened. And he has his own theories about it. We might get into it later. But the rest of the group continued on. The group of hikers were to send a telegram back to UPI, informing them that they made it to their destination and that they were heading out on their trek. But... No message was ever sent back to the university or the technical institute. After not receiving any information from the party, family members became worried and a search for the group was installed. And they set out to try to find what happened to these 10 hikers. 
On February 26th, the search party found the hiker's tent. It was set up in a remote mountain called Colette Cycle, and I'm probably butchering that name. Russian is hard language. But the uh, name for it, translated to English, is Dead Mountain. So, kind of creepy there. After examination of the tent, the investigators found that there were slashes made to the tent. And the weird thing was, they found out that these slashes were made from the inside going out, not as if someone was trying to cut in to the tent. So that means whoever was inside the tent was trying to get out of the tent, and they made slashes from the inside out. The weird thing is, everything inside the tent was in order, All their hiking supplies were neatly placed by the entrance. Uh, They had food set out. Looked like it was about to be eaten. So it didn't seem like there was like a scrummage or or a fight or anything that was going on in the tent. Seemed like just a normal, you know, camp out. Which is kind of strange considering what happened. Which we'll get into later. So investigators continued their search now that they found the tent, figured the students or the alumni, the hikers, couldn't be that far from it. Especially, let's make the setting here. It was a very cold winter, and in these mountains, it could reach to like negative 40. And with the wind and snow and the cold It wouldn't be something where they would wander off too far from their tent. So the investigators continued to search and about 100 feet downhill from the tent, they found some footprints in the snow. Now it didn't look to them like it was somebody running away. It just looked like normal footsteps through the snow. They headed to the tree line on the mountainside where there was like a forest. And these footprints also showed something strange that whoever made them was not wearing shoes. They were either wearing socks or were barefoot. And like I just stated, it was like negative 40 with a blizzard going on and everything. So, very strange that someone would flee the safety of their tent barefoot or in socks. And, um, yeah, this case is just very strange. And it gets even weirder as we go along, so uh, stay tuned. The next day, two bodies were found under a tree at the edge of the forest. Not long after... Igor Dyatlov and another hiker were found. So Igor, the guy who, you know, brought together all these hikers to do this expedition, he was found with another hiker um, not too long after they found these footprints and the other two bodies. So these four bodies were taken for autopsies. And while that was going on, the search party was still out looking for the others. The autopsies came up with some weird findings. 
One of the corpses had burns on its shin and foot. A piece of flesh was in its mouth. And they said that that piece of flesh came from its right hand. So it was like the person bit off a chunk of their right hand, which is kind of strange. You wouldn't think someone would do that. The second corpse had scorched hair on half of its head and a burnt sock. And then the other two corpses, as well as the first two, all had cuts and bruises. So all four corpses showed signs of cuts and bruises and abrasions. This is all very strange considering that at this point they didn't think there was anything that transpired that was like malevolent. Like it didn't seem like there was a fight, didn't seem like they got attacked. Um, Weird that the bodies had burns on them. So at this point they had four of the nine hikers because one of the hikers had turned around halfway through the trip. So they continued searching and they found a fifth corpse a few days later and this one had a minor skull fracture which seemed kind of strange obviously frozen in the you know blizzard tundra that they were in after this fifth corpse was found the search stalled because of the harsh winter they had to wait until May when the conditions got a lot better and some of the snow started melting and they could continue their search. So once the seasons changed and things got a little bit more easy to navigate, a local hunter and his dog found the remaining bodies. The four remaining hikers were found in a den inside the woods. All of the bodies, or all the people, were laying together in this den. Looked like they had swapped clothing or mix-matched clothing. And they were all laying together in this little hollow inside the woods. So the bodies were uh, evacuated taken for autopsies like the previous students the first body had a fractured skull and it was said that it was so bad that a piece of the skull had broken off and went into the brain so severe trauma blunt force trauma transpired at some point two other bodies had crushed chests chests were all crushed in and broken ribs. The doctor who performed the autopsies said that the injuries were similar to getting hit in a high-speed auto accident, which is kind of strange considering that they're out in the middle of nowhere in these woods with these harsh conditions. They're found in this little hollow inside the forest. So what could have caused this to happen? What could have caused these injuries? And it also, to add to it, neither of the bodies or none of the bodies had external wounds. So they didn't think that it was due to them fighting each other or anything. 
It's just very strange. I don't know. Did they fling themselves into the rock? Or I don't know. It's very strange. Something you wouldn't think you would find. Yeah, you would probably find them, you know, frozen to death, laying together or whatever. But not with all these types of wounds. Fractured skull, crushed chest, broken ribs. It's just all very strange. Also, even worse, if you could think that it would get worse. One of the corpses was missing its eyes. And another one was missing its eyes, tongue, and part of an upper lip. Very strange. Very weird. I don't know. I'll let you determine what you think happened. Really strange. Really creepy. And if this couldn't get any stranger, they also did an examination of the hiker's clothing and found out that there was higher than natural radiation levels on their clothing. And one of them said that it could have been much higher than when they tested it because they were laying by like a river or something and um, they think like the water could have taken down some of that radiation level. I don't know, but very, very strange. Very, very odd. Why would they have higher than normal radiation levels? Just very weird. The head investigator of the case was quick to close the case, and he stated... It should be concluded that the cause of the hiker's demise was an overwhelming force, which they were not able to overcome. Very abrupt ending to the investigation with no real, you know, solution to what happened. There are some theories surrounding this incident and what transpired, but no one really knows the truth. One of the theories is that the hikers were accosted by a local tribe, local village, and were killed by these people. Another theory is that they were the victims of a rocket practice, a missile practice, and that a missile was launched and they just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and they were just running from this missile. There's also that they were a theory that they were accosted by the Russian government and that they were disposed of by the government. And then there's also theories that it was aliens that were involved. Of course, we all love a nice uh, alien theory. Also, and a big one a lot of people like, is that they were attacked by a yeti, or abominable snowman, and this yeti creature took them out, basically. Now, the mainstream theory is that they were taken out by an avalanche. They say that this case is solved because they think that it was just an avalanche that killed them. But, I mean, come on. Look into all the stuff I just talked about, and it doesn't really match with an avalanche scenario. Also, it is to be known that the hill that they were on 
is considered not big enough to create an avalanche, especially an avalanche that would take them out. So, yeah, I don't buy into it. I personally don't know what happened to them. There's also theory circulating that I read or heard that they were tripping on mushrooms and stuff like that, and they just you know freaked out or whatever. But there's no evidence that I've found from researching this stating that this was the case. So, I mean, I'll throw it out there just because I've heard that before. But as far as I've come to research, I did not see anything uh, about that at all. It just seems to be a freak incident, and these nine people lost their lives, and unfortunately, we might never know why or how. The hiker that turned around because of his flare-up of sciatica, he says that he believes that they were taken by gunpoint and murdered by whoever, the tribe or the government. And he said that the corpse with the ripped out tongue and everything could have been, it was a female hiker who Yuri said had a loud mouth and was the most outspoken of the group. So he thinks that she might have, you know, sassed a little bit and that's why they cut her tongue out, whether it was the tribe or the government. So that's what Yuri Yudin says happened. But... Like I said, no one really knows. It's still a mystery to this day and a lot of theories surrounding it. And I thought it was very interesting. And I like to cover stories like this because it's a mystery and it makes you think, makes you wonder, and it makes you question. I'll leave it up to you guys to decide what you think happened, but it did happen and these people's families' lives were affected by it, and your Yudin, I'm sure, was racked by it until his death, thinking, you know, why wasn't he there, or, you know, if they would have all just turned around, I'm sure that stuff went through his mind, but he was the lucky one that got out of it. Yeah, to this day, still a mystery. We'll never know. So... We'll end it there. I wanted to cover this, and I think it's a good one. So, like I say, question everything. And before you leave, make sure to drop a like. And if you want to drop a comment or review, highly appreciated, like I said. And uh, we'll head up the interviews next week. And I uh, got some good stuff coming, so stay tuned. Stay tuned.